Listener Production. If you drop your change in a tip jar, but the barista didn't see it, did it really happen? Whoa. It's Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Mate, Barry was out in full force yesterday. Oh no, Barry Crocker. Do you know what? I got a real I got a real gripe with some of these cafes around the place, okay? Sophia's on my on my case the whole time. She after the I baby wanna, chino? I want, a, I want the baby chino, want a marshmallow. In All the right? baby chino. No, you put it it sits on top and then you you your toddler bloody just grabs it and shoves it in their mouth before you even left the door okay. of the cafe. That's the baby version of the flake in the soft serve, the marshmallow and the baby chino. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> yep. I'm walking through Piermont yesterday, go to a place. Um, do you have baby chinos? Yeah, we do. What about marshmallows? Nah. Oh, go to the next one. So you walk out. You say I'm taking yeah. my business elsewhere. Mate, you think you can reason with a two-year-old? She wants a marshmallow. She's getting a marshmallow. Goodness. So then, then not only that, we try the next one. They say no marshmallow. I'm like, oh, look. I go, Sophia, should we just walk up to the main street? We're going to have to walk a bit further. And she goes, no, I want to go home. And so that was it. That was all. <laughs> I planned to go through Darling Harbour. We were going to go on a little excursion. But the lack of she marshmallows said. around the place. Do you think, is there a marshmallow shortage? Or are these people just um, out of their mind when it comes to the cafe game? They're just discriminating against babies and... <laughs> Hot chocolate lovers. Because if you're not putting a marshmallow in your hot chocolate as well. Yeah. That's, I mean, I felt like going home. You know what? I wanted to go home and show Sophia Ghostbusters just to show her how big marshmallows can get. But that would have scared (laughs) her. Okay. Brad brand new topical references for you here on Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. And that's the great thing about being a daily podcast. You can be on the pulse, you know, talking about the freshest issues, such as the 1985 film Ghostbusters, which I did watch the episode of the movies that made us on Netflix, and it was pretty interesting. They were, like, writing Thank it on you. the fly. Anyway, uh, we are going to bring things forward, some big things happening in the world, which uh, that boy Gregory Saladfingers might attest to very, very soon. We're going to have our minds blown as well. It should be a big old Thursday app. You ready for it, Matt? Let's go. We are your morning marshmallows. Pop us in your hot chocolate slushies. Here we go. And we're going to melt all over them. I'm the hot chocolate. You're the marshmallow. Yeah, perfect. (laughs) Now, come on, mate. Get inside me. (laughs) Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Matt and Alex, all day breakfast. I mean, 1984. Ghostbusters came out in 1984. There we go. Bron just told me. Bron's yep. been Bron, absolutely burning me today. I was, got my headphone cord, cord stuck in my chair. Tried to get it out. Made it worse. Had to get on my hands and knees and lift up the chair and pry the headphone cord out. I'm like, I kept trying. It wasn't working. And Bron just goes, when you try your best, but you don't succeed. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely owning me. Anyway. Um, you could do with some fixing, Alex Dyson. Bron could fix you. Um, <laughs> I saw I was walking uh, home the other day. I, well, I mentioned I was in Piermont, you know, in the mm-hmm. intro. And I was uh, when we were walking through, I saw a big sign for the masked singer. Oh, yeah. Well, they asked you the first year, you interested? You go, how much? And they're like, not saying. They did a bit of a... Um, did a, bit of a- <laughs> It's true. I wasn't going to say that. Oh, well, that- I wasn't going to tell the truth about that. I was going to, I was going to, here's what I was going to do. All right. <laughs> what I was going to do is say, well, I've seen some of the celebrities that they've got on this season, which means 
it's only three or four seasons away that we get the call up. I know. Right? That was what. <laughs> that's what I was gonna yeah, say. Season I mean, eight of the Masked Singer. <laughs> Which is a uh, it's is a little bit like um, that was like when I got when I finally got cast in like the second last series of Sea Patrol. Yep. You know what I mean? Like they used every other ethnic actor in Australia, <laughs> some play, of them twice to play people that border force are trying to stop from getting in. <laughs> and I finally got in just before the end of the show. But seriously, thank you very much to the people who did cast me because I do I do love them as casting directors. That's Big good. Fans of them. Good stuff. Have, thank you. you know what? Same people who cast me in Sea Patrol all those years later, people who cast me in Aquamarine. So I know that yeah. good team. You'd be good to them on the way up. Yeah. <laughs> They're good to you on the way back down. <laughs> That's yeah. it. That's it. Yeah, the Masked Singer is going on. It's a, it's a little bit like that in um, in Parliament as well. Or Christian Porter um, helped out with a, an anonymous donor giving him a million dollars to help fight the defamation case. They're like, who, who is it? Who gave the million? He's like, I don't know. But it would be funny if it was one of those people in costume. Oh, I'll tell you what. <laughs> who gave you George. a million dollars? Oh, a big kebab. <laughs> <laughs> no one knows. <laughs> Speaking of intense costumes, if you watch the Met Ball stuff, that's been big this week. It's not for me. Looking nice. <laughs> <laughs> Looking nice. Spending money. Yeah. Generally needing a good invitation. Just none of it is for me. Well, speaking of the Met Gala, all sorts of finery there, and it was absolutely ripe for the internet to jump on board. And we know when people are doing that and they're making those spicy templates that there's one man who can give you all the goss from that. It's Dat Boy Gregory Salad Fingers. So let's cross to him now at the Mean Market. Hey there, Dat Boy Gregory Sardfingers here, live from the Nasdaq, and the eyes of the meme manufacturing world were on the Met Gala red carpet this week. Anyone with a Twitter account or a rudimentary knowledge of Photoshop were the piranhas, and celebrities with funny clothes were the delicious lamb leg being dumped into the Amazon. Let's start with at Christian Sieves now, who took full advantage of the event, swallowing 250,000 likes on a photo of Kendall Jenner in a jewel-encrusted evening gown standing next to her sister Kim Kardashian, who was wearing what seemed to be a black garbage bag that had the air sucked out of it by a vacuum, captioning it, me and my anxiety when we go out. US Senator Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez also raised the eyebrows of the elites as well as raising the profits of memers with her white dress and tax the rich insignia. It was adjusted by various viral virtuosos to read Vote for Pedro, Live, Laugh, Love, or even in the case of At Saeed DiCaprio, changed to the entire lyrics of Nicki Minaj's Super Bass, meaning his haul of 4,000 likes would definitely accrue a meme tax in AOC's books. Speaking of which, Ms Minaj's explanation for her non-attendance at the Vax Compulsory event also sparked its own side meme discussion, with at Noel Kasler summing up the world's befuddlement at her hesitancy excuse with this stirring sentence. I went out for a walk, came back, and now my entire Twitter feed is debating the efficacy of COVID vaccines because Nicki Minaj's cousin in Trinidad's friend's balls got swollen. Am I reading this right? Yes, you are, Noel. Yes, you are. And finally, a cautionary tale that while this bear market can be tempting for all to try, inexperienced investors should still proceed with caution. There's no better example than the Twitter account for Domino's Pizza India, which had a crack at generating engagement in the Met Gala meme frenzy. However, their caption of Kim Kardashian's all-black hooded look failed to rise in the oven. 
me hiding from my siblings when they asked me where all the hashtag pizza went. Failed dismally to set the market alight, with only four retweets and 62 likes from their 200,000 followers. The pitiful <laughs> results from what was essentially a free hit showed that crowbarring in commercial messaging and having a poor understanding of relatability could only manage to suck the joy out of anyone unlucky enough to stumble across their incoherent mess. <laughs> That's all from the Meat Markets today. It's back to you in the studio. Coffee? Yeah, coffee. A seventh coffee never hurt anyone. Now I feel a buzz. Speaking about the Met Gala, Alex Dyson, uh, you know the most expensive dress in the world, apparently, um, made by, I believe, an Egyptian designer back in 2009, the Nightingale of Kuala Lumpur. Oh, that sounds, yep. um, that sounds pretty ritzy. Yeah, uh, 1,100 1, carats, including a 70-carat teardrop diamond. Uh, in a dress. 751, yep, covered in 751 diamonds. Um, weighing over 1,100 carats and includes a 70-carat teardrop diamond, um, worth $30 million. Oh, no, it's a Malaysian designer, Abdul Faisali. Uh, 30 mil? Yep. That'll get you a uh, two-bedroom so- unit in Coogee. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? I was thinking about this yesterday. It makes me so angry. I've thought, I've, I think I've even said it before. So angry. That I've got f- rich friends who are rich because they bought a friggin' studio apartment Dump, yep. in some crap hole in Sydney. <laughs> and now they're worth millions. Yep. Yep. That's a shame. I mean, that's mind blown. That, that gets us into this segment, which is mind blown. If you're sick of your mind being in one piece, Matt O'Kine comes in with some incredible facts which are going to send your neurons into the stratosphere. Yeah, that's right. I've been scouring the internet through all its glory and positivity, uh, <laughs> trying to find the most interesting facts. I try to make them topical as well, you know, I try to see what's in the news, see, yeah, what, right. see what I can link to some of the things that are going on. And I try to blow Alex's brain open. Um, but sometimes all I can elicit <laughs> is a mild groan. Well, let's see. Let's see what you're going to be copying today, mate. What's f- fact number one? Well, I saw a news uh, on news uh, article on news.com.au about beaning. Beaning? Yeah, it sounded sexual. I think that's why I clicked on it. <laughs> but it's what it's I thought it might have been a new move, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, sure. Like, you, I wasn't sure. You're looking to it's... update the repertoire, mate. Well, it was Getting like... a little bit stale there, my friend. Well, you know, my let's just say my Karma Sutra encyclopedias been read front to back too many times. Um, <laughs> apparently kids are kids in the UK are, are throwing baked beans on things. That's so beaning. It's like instead of instead of egging, they're beaning. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Anyway, so I looked into the, the history of canned foods. Sounds like um what are what's that game where you hide cruises places and you what are that what are they called? Icing people? Getting iced. Getting iced. Ron, thank you. What are you? What are you hiding? A vodka cruiser, and if you stumble across <laughs> the cruiser, you've a, got to drink it at, a, at that point. Whatever you're doing, a Smirnoff ice. Yeah, that's it. Ah, uh, okay. That sounds like a fun game. Um, <laughs> oh no, I hope beering doesn't become a terrible <laughs> new phase. <laughs> 
Oh, oh damn. Oh. Whoops. I walked right into that one. i victim of this bearing again. Matt, you've, you've been home by yourself this whole night. Sophia, stop Uh-oh. hiding my beers, you crazy kook. <laughs> Whoa! You've you hit it in the fridge. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So in 1974, a uh, a batch of canned freeze fried freeze dried foods were discovered aboard the wreck of a steamboat that sank in the Missouri River Mm. in 1865, and uh, scientists found out that uh, they did some tests on it. All still edible. That's How many fact. years later? So, well, 1865 to 1974, 109 years. Under 100, you would have got the groan, but over 100, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to pay that because that is a long, a long time for, for beans. Would you give it a whiff? Would you have a go? Is yeah, of course. Well, Swedish- if you find the canned stuff, you'd, it would. it's usually edible. Isn't that the thing? It's meant to last the longest. Yeah, that's the whole point. Yeah. All right. Now, uh, there was a story about a cafe in uh, Kent in the UK, Otto's Coffee House, which filled their entire shop floor with uh, more than 15,000 coffee cups, just to make a point. They yep. found them in the bins, collected in the bins around the area. I mean, this looked like Scrooge McDuck's bank vault, but for <laughs> coffee cups. It yep. was like, you know, waist high. It was just, it was a, you know, some found it quite a jarring realisation about the wastage. So I looked into the wastage of coffee cups. Yep. Uh, according to Planet Arc, 50,000 coffee cups in Australia go into landfill every 30 seconds. Mind alone. Whoa. Yeah, Wait, right. Are we on the 24-hour clock for that as well? Is that, is that during business hours? And they- I'm not sure exactly. It contributes to 60,000 kilograms of... Landfill every year, apparently. Goodness gracious me. It's pretty wild. Uh, so that, that, that figure to me alone, 1,666 coffee cups every second. Yep. Is kind of pretty interesting when you think about it. Yep, take the keep cups. Yeah, but then also the COVID didn't do much to help that out. So it's, uh, it's all a bit of a debacle. Does Sophia have a keep cup for her baby chinos? Do you know what? She doesn't. You know why? Because she would keep dropping it and it would probably break. (laughs) She can barely hold the lightest, flimsiest cup going around. (laughs) But it's a nice suggestion. Maybe I'll get it for her third birthday. Um, Hey, I'm not here to just give you my facts, though. We've got a few facts from you listening, which we always love hearing. Anytime, any time of the week, you can get in touch with us at matt.n.alex. We love to hear from you. And first off the ranks... Let's go with Karen, who's got a fact about giraffes. Hi, guys. It's Karen calling from Petrie in Brisbane. I've got a mind blown for you. Male giraffes will headbutt females in their bladder until they pee. Then they drink the pee and taste it to see if the female is ovulating and ready to mate. There you go. That's something you know now. Mind blown. See, that... That's sort of what I thought beaning was. <laughs> <laughs> like, it sounds way more like beaning than actually beaning. Well, we've got another one here from Jack, uh, who's got a fact about biscotti. G'day, guys. Upon hearing Alex's reaction to the fact that biscotti has to be cooked twice, 
I thought I'd message in with what I think is an interesting fact. To my understanding, the Italian biscotti and the English biscuit both come from the French biscuit, uh, which is derived from the old French word biscois, which in itself is derived from the Latin words bis, which means twice, and cooker, which means to cook. So therefore, you could argue that the literal definition for biscotti and also our bickies is cooked twice. Mind blown. Blown away. Whoa. Yeah, I'll pay that one oh, for whoa. sure. Jack went deep on that. So every biscuit is twice cooked. Yep, and if it's not, it's a bloody fraud. <laughs> and you'll get that name out of your mouth, please. <laughs> yeah. All right. I wonder where cookie was de- derived from. Uh, I thought it might have been like from the from the you know you can't call yourself a biscuit unless you're from the area of biscuit, <laughs> you know, or something like that. But yeah, otherwise you're just sparkling crumbs. Um, uh, we finally we've got Sarah whose message just I am, am I blown regarding bears. Hey guys, Sarah here from Torquay. Did you know that when bears hibernate, they generate a mucus that covers their butthole so things don't crawl into it while they sleep? Fun. Mind blown. Oh, oh, wow. Goodness me. The impenetrable butt mucus of, <laughs> of the hibernating bear. As if your first poop after eight months wouldn't be hard enough. Now you've got to break through the mucus as well. Goodness oh, gracious me. You know, it really makes you sphinx. Um, well, that's it for Mind Blown. Please let us know if you have an incredible fact that you'd like to get send to us. Matt.n.alex, pop it through, and uh, you too could be help blow people's minds. Order up. That's how you like it. Perfect. All day breakfast. Have you ever gone on a diet, Alex Dyson? Have I ever gone on a diet? I mean, you seem like <sighs> the kind of guy that would happily just say, never been on a diet. <laughs> they seem ridiculous. Well, no, I've never been on a diet. I have looked at myself and thought, next time I'm eating that thing, have less of it, please. I've looked at yep. myself and thought, I'm going to go for a few more runs. Um, but no, I've never actually jumped on a regimented um, diet. I remember when I was in high school, I thought I'd do the all toast diet. <laughs> this is a diet that I invented myself. <laughs> Because, you know, I mean, even in year 12, even in year 12, 2002, you know, young, fit guy, I'm starting to, this is pre-social media, I was still starting to feel the effects of, you know, the the hyper-sexualism of commercialization. What? So you you look at that and go, you know what, I need all toast. I thought, I mean, you know, you see the carved bodies on the front covers of yeah. Men's Health magazine. Yeah. That's, I was, I yeah, was working at carrots. <laughs> Look, None of them are in there. You don't see Channing Tatum on the front of Men's Health and, <laughs> who says I'm on the all toast diet. I was in year 12, mate. I hadn't done any bloody sports 
carb sports dietary university degrees okay yet? So Still you just fitting you and just, trying to wrap my head around maths B, let alone bloody sports. So wait, sports science. You thought you saw this, you sexualized images. You wanted to be a cut rig, all right? <laughs> yes. You didn't do any research. You just thought to yourself, from now on. I'm only eating toast. <laughs> the internet had only just been invented back then, mate. You used the internet for cheats for video games, <laughs> lyrics for songs. Oh, man, how good would it be to have a real-life cheat to just uh, make yourself into the body that you wanted? And so I, I thought, okay, for the next week I'm just going to eat toast. I remember saying it to one of my friends. White toast? A, like one, one of the bread? girls I used to sit with. Yes, that's all we had. With and multigrain. We had multigrain. And, and <laughs> <laughs> I remember sitting next to a girl, like at the at the shelter was what it was called, where uh, um, some of us all sat next to the Oval in school. Yep. And um, and I remember saying, you know, I'm just going to eat toast for the next week. And she goes, that's literally the opposite of what you should be eating. <laughs> like that, You can't have gotten that more wrong. Um, but I remember because I, I only bring it up because you know, I was go to the, about... uh, the old croissant diet. <laughs> but you'd be surprised. <laughs> well, I also remember that I dated someone who, who like her and her housemates, mm. um, like this many years ago now, I remember Monday morning just got the big cabbages out and they did the cabbage soup diet every meal for Monday week, morning cabbage. All cabbage soup. For the week um, or for that? It was day like a routine Monday cabbage day. It was pretty much every meal was cabbage soup for a week. That was like they were going on it. But I mean, there's cabbage a lot of diets. Bron, have you, Bron, have you ever gone on a diet or like made you know, up your own seen diet, a wild Bron? diet before? I've uh, seen a friend of mine who just ate similar to you. I don't know where they got this information from, and I definitely don't recommend it. But Matt and Alex is not a medical show. Oh, my God, we're not recommending <laughs> this at all. I can't tell you enough. But she would eat, like, a lot of Tim Tams as part of the Tim Tam diet. The Tim Tam <laughs> diet? No, no, I'm sorry. You've been in commercial radio too long, Bron. That is not a real diet. <laughs> what, was, what was the idea around that? I don't remember. You just the, eat Tim Tams. The, I don't remember the, the specifics of it, but I remember thinking, this doesn't add up. <laughs> Surely not. Um, but yeah, just eating Tim Tams, the Tim Tam diet. Wow, the okay. Tim Tam diet. Okay. <laughs> well, well, look. I mean, maybe the maybe the maybe the point of the Tim Tam diet was to take on excess, you know, chocolates and sugars to have a reaction within you. You okay, know. Matt, stop talking. We need to get a proper <laughs> nutritionist on. Let us know your homemade diets. Yeah, please. <laughs> I want to know what your diet was. Like, what? Yeah. Or someone's told you something like the most bizarre mm. thing. You've tried it out, maybe, or you know, maybe it has worked, maybe it hasn't worked. Whatever it yeah. is, maybe it's ridiculous, maybe it's not. Whatever it is, we yeah. need to talk to a nutritionist. I'm just going on a uh, Tim Tam cleanse for the next <laughs> <laughs> next couple of weeks. The only way a Tim Tam cleanse could work is if you put so many in your mouth at once you can't fit anything <laughs> through and into your, like, stomach. 
All right. That's the only way I can imagine it thinking. But yeah, let us know your what was what was the diet? Maybe it was in high school. Maybe it was yesterday. Whatever. Mm. What was this weird diet? And let's get and then we'll get a nutritionist on to tell us exactly <laughs> how how we're good because I I want them to review your toast <laughs> diet. I would love to get their opinion as what that did to your eighteen year old body. <laughs> <laughs> so just white chart. bread and butter for every meal. <laughs> no wonder I'm puffing every time I go upstairs. <laughs> well, I guess we're your regular replacement for homeschooling these days, aren't we? Because we've uh, we've had a few facts, Professor have- Matt and. Um- Dr. Alex. Yeah, I mean, we've blown some minds here uh, this morning so far and we've just taken a little break, but we figured let's keep the learning going and let's make it cool, man. <laughs> you know, we are we are your rad teachers, dude. Well, we do want to um, clarify some things, but they're more things that potentially um, you may already be aware of, but it's always good to dot the I's and cross the T's, because every now and again, Matt, later in life, you figure out something that a lot of people, I think, assumed that that everyone knew. But that's not always the case. Yeah, that's right. And we asked you, uh, what have you only just learned that you probably should have known? Amran said, uh, I didn't know the world wasn't always separated. Continental drift blew my mind. That is pretty good. Remembering, yeah, when the dinosaurs walked the earth and you see the see it and we're all gathered together on this big supercontinent, all ocean and all land until um, the continents decided to get moving. Tell you what, it would have made travelling a bit easier. <laughs> For sure. You know, instead of all these planes all over the water. Just walk to Africa. Just caught an Uber. <laughs> Ubered it to Europe. Well, Meg has also said, what's something obvious that uh, you didn't really know? My friend just learned that sultanas are grapes. Thought they were two different things um, rather than shriveled up grapes. Sultanas, pretty versatile, the grape. Get the wine out of that. Did she know that wine is grapes? Well, that's a good question. And it just makes me think about soy soybeans, mm. you know, because you've got your, got your, so- your edamame. Is that is edamame your... soy? Yeah, that's soybeans. Oh, I didn't. I thought they were edamame. <laughs> <laughs> well, they wait. Aren't they? Yeah, they're immature soybeans. Hey, there you go. <laughs> well, now I'm learning. <laughs> you know, you're supposed to take them out of the pod before you eat yes, them. Yes, I my do friend know that. Chris, I do. <laughs> my friend Chris didn't know that. He was a, he was waiting for some friends at a Japanese restaurant. This is only recently too. He's sitting there. Going, jeez, I don't know what the hype is of these bloody <laughs> beans. They're terrible. <laughs> um, anyway, but we've also we've also got Julia on the phone now. Julia, you recently found out where a certain nut comes from. Yes, I did. What are we talking here, Julia? What what part of the nut world are we in? <laughs> okay, now I'm embarrassed because I think it's common knowledge. A pine nut mm. is from a pine cone. Okay, I'm going to straight up tell you right now that I am going to Google this. A pine and nut I... is from a pine cone, and so it comes out of the pine cone. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if it's like a regular pine tree or not, but I had a Google, and it looks like a pine cone as you know it. Um, I mentioned it to my mum, and 
she just thought it was the most obvious thing ever. Yeah, well, I didn't really think about it. Oh. So, <laughs> no. I, I assume it came it from anyway. some sort of pine, but I didn't look at pine cones and go, when they open up, do the pine nuts fall out? That is a good point. Pine trees everywhere. Why are pine nuts so expensive? Well, apparently, look, the, here's, I'm reading it now. The easiest way to get the pine nuts out of the cone is simply to lay the pine cone out, let them dry on their own, and this will take a few weeks. Ugh. Give me a bag for, you know, $8, please. <laughs> exactly right. So All there right. you go. Well, well I, I don't think that's too obvious. I think you're totally fine there, Julia. Don't be embarrassed about that. That's right up there is like a free food commodity. Mm. If it makes you feel any better, the Huffington Post wrote an article in 2014 titled The Embarrassingly Obvious Truth About Where Pine Nuts Come From. <laughs> so we are certainly not alone in this realisation. So thank you. Thank you, Julia. We appreciate it. Emily is also on the line. G'day, Emily. Hey, guys. How you doing? Pretty good. What uh, relatively obvious thing have you, have you just figured out? So all this time, and I'm 31, um, I thought that narwhals were made up like unicorns. Like I thought they were like mythical creatures. Um, narwhals. Narwhals, yeah. Like I thought that they were fake creatures until I want to say like a couple of months ago. <laughs> well, look, that's. I think that they are quite a <laughs> unique looking creature. And you're right. If a unicorn's not real, then a narwhal should probably not be real. But in fact, they are. Exactly. I thought it was just like the horns and they're like deep sea creatures. Of, yeah, I don't know. It, it makes true. perfect totally sense. When, when did you realise yeah. this and why? So I was reading a children's um, fact book, <laughs> as you do, um, which was about different um, mysterious animals. And Were you alone? No, unfortunately. <laughs> <Damn>. was, <laughs> I work in a library and I'm supposed to know facts about things like animals. <laughs> Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that one took me by surprise. I thought maybe the book was wrong. Or <laughs> Did you go know. to ask someone? Is <laughs> yeah, you had to go wrong? check another few books in the library. <laughs> Lucky you're in a good place for it. I think I did some um, Googling and watched a few YouTube videos and it took a little while for my, my brain to catch up for that one. For yeah, sure. goodness. Well, I remember a friend telling me that they were at the zoo with their boyfriend at the time walking through, got to the wolf enclosure and was like, what? W- wolves are real? <laughs> I like, yeah, thought it was like <laughs> I thought I thought it was like a fantasy dog. <laughs> 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 yeah, well, I think that werewolves. Yeah, <laughs> werewolves. It was like this. They're always howling at the moon, and you know that kind of thing. It's just blown mind blown with a real one walking around in front of them. That was pretty spooky. Lucky you didn't see a real narwhal, and that's that's the reason it tipped you uh, over the edge there, Emily. Sneaking up on you in the ocean, I reckon I'd be less freaked out by a shark, honestly. Oh, it'd be so magical, so magical. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, I mean, the, the just to give you a little fact, they can grow up to five metres long with narwhals and their tusk is just like an elephant's. It's like an enlarged tooth with up to 10 million nerve endings inside. So that would be a gnarly cavity. Uh, you would not want to get a, a, a hole in that tooth. Absolutely. Or a, to or a, or a brain freeze if from hitting it through the ice. No good. Well, thank you very much, Emily. We'll catch you later. No worries. Thanks, guys. Thank you. And thank you specifically for listening to All Day Breakfast. It's been a uh, good time hanging out. We've learned some things. We've um, facepalmed because we should have already known some things. And uh, look, it was a, a friendly time. Matt O'Kine. Yeah, look, if you've seen a narwhal or you know one, please get in touch at mattdonan.alex. Uh, or if you are one, that would be very even more interesting. 
Hey, we do have Ostra up a bit later on this week. Very excited. Uh, but keep on listening. We love having you and we will catch you to Mozzie. Before we leave, we're going to do a quick shout out to a legend of the comedy industry. You might have seen uh, a few tributes flowing through for Norm MacDonald, who was on SNL back in the day. Um, a bit of a comedian's comedian, I guess, uh, because I know Jerry Seinfeld was a massive fan of him. Um, yeah, a lot of respect around the industry for a gentleman who, yeah, recently passed away after a, a private battle with cancer. And certainly in the circles, watching all of the, uh, you know, people within the comedy scene posting on my Twitter and everything like that yesterday, seeing how many people were affected. He definitely was a, a, a comics comic. This is a clip that I saw uh, Broden Kelly from Auntie Donna posted saying that this is his, one of his favourite Norm Macdonald moments. Uh, and I found it very funny as well. Norm Macdonald roasting Courtney Thorne-Smith, who you might remember from uh, Melrose Place, the, the very big storyline, love story with Billy, um, for being in a Carrot Top movie. <laughs> this is on Conan. Uh, guys, thanks for joining us again. We're Matt and Alex, and we'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. What's the movie going to be called? <laughs> well, really? I know what it's going to be called. Yeah, what's that? <laughs> If it's got Carrot Top in it, you know what a good name for it would be? What's that, Norm? Box Office Poison. <laughs> and there's two. Oh, She's in it. What about my career? Courtney Thorne-Smith, the girl sitting to your left, is in the movie. I'm going to go see it for free. <laughs> All right, well, there's this two-hour season finale of Melrose Place. There's this movie coming out. Yes. Title undetermined at this point. Chairman of the board. Oh, all right. Do something with that, you freak. <laughs> I, I bet the board is spelled B-O-R-E-D. That's it. The all-day breakfast kitchen is closed. Got something to add to the show? Slide into our DMs at matt.and.alex. Listener.